Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Thank you, Rita Cosby. I hope you folks are off to a good start only five minutes into the new day. Tonight, perhaps a perspective you might not expect from me. I'll admit up front, it goes against conventional Wisdom, And, of course, you can see the uh, program. We are live on the WABC YouTube page, streaming as we speak. And we'll be taking your phone calls on this topic. Well, as a matter of fact, for the entire hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So let me just lay this out here, Okay. I'm sure some of you won't agree with my perspective, but just just hear me out here. To me, this is yet another example of piling on against the NYPD. I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand sensational tabloid journalism, but the NYPD is under attack, and then we don't understand why morale is so low. Then we don't understand why police are putting in their papers to retire. We don't understand why they're looking to move to any other jurisdiction except in the New York tri-state area. What I'm talking about is something that broke over the weekend, and I said, oh, boy, as soon as I uh, saw it, and this is the issue, the wife of a lap dance NYPD lieutenant lashed out tonight in the wake of the video where the video is inappropriate. Uh, a rookie female officer is giving a lap dance to the NYPD Lieutenant. So in other words, her apparent direct supervisor at a Christmas party, the office, the female uh, rookie officer is giving a lap dance to the, to the Lieutenant. It's caught on video. So one, the question becomes, how did this video get out? That's number one. So, it just seems to me, and again, did the lieutenant screw up? Absolutely. He screwed up. But page one news, and this is going on for days, this man has already been reassigned, and it's still an ongoing uh, situation. Lieutenant Nick McGarry, 
a few hours ago tonight, had to physically hold back his fuming wife outside their home in Orange County when uh, she was asked about this situation by a reporter that was outside her home. And her response, uh, I can't really say on the radio, use your imagination, that she referred to the um, to the uh, journalists, uh, and she also flipped the journalists the bird. Very, very upset. She was restrained by her husband, who told her, it's not worth it, get back in the car. Now, again, don't get me wrong. Was this lap dance the smartest thing in the world for these, this NYPD lieutenant uh, to, to do? To permit a female underling, a rookie officer, to give him a lap dance? Of course not. Of course not. But page one news, the man had to be disciplined. He's been transferred. But my God, what's next? So this was all after a Christmas party again held in Yonkers. And uh, the video shows uh, the female rookie officer in a checkered miniskirt and knee-high boots, uh, for lack of a better term, grinding her backside uh, on the lieutenant's lap as he sits in a chair and holds on to her thighs in the middle of a bar. But again, um, a Christmas party... Uh, for the 4-4 precinct, um, and he's been he's been reassigned. And the female officer involved, her father is quoted as saying that she told him, "quote Daddy, I made some mistakes." Maybe maybe I'm looking at this as a father, you know, in terms of a daughter coming to have to say that, Daddy, I screwed up, and you're going to see a video of me in a very, very inappropriate way grinding on a man. Maybe maybe that's why why I'm like, enough, okay? So apparently the rookie police officer, she has not been, uh, she has not been identified, but she told her father, I'm very embarrassed about what I did. I embarrassed you, and I embarrassed my family. So this is a worst-case scenario for any father uh, within the sound of my voice to hear that your daughter uh, is involved in in something like this. Um, But is it the end of the world? No. Should he have been reprimanded, the lieutenant? He had to be reprimanded because he's the commanding officer and he's supposed to know better. But, I mean, my God, the headlines over this. And imagine, I'm going to your telephone calls in just one second, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We always assume that people are robots. I'm just going to put it out there. Imagine how this lieutenant, how his wife feels seeing this video of a young lady in her 20s caught on video grinding on her husband. Imagine how this wife feels. And we need to take these things into consideration when looking at what's going 
on in the world. And as the wife said, as she was very upset tonight, she said, there are other things, I'm paraphrasing here, there are other things in the world to focus on. And she's right. Police community relations. How about crime? How about COVID? And we're focusing on this? Anyway, let's go to your telephone calls. Let's start with, um, let's let's try uh, Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi. Uh, listen, I, I got a question. Uh, I understand that this is of concern to you, and you you know you're thinking about it, and you're going into all the gory details. But is this trip really necessary? You know, I mean, there's <clears throat> excuse me, there's so much stuff going on with the police that it, it, it it's insane. And well, okay, okay, on- okay. Well, wait, Phil. When you say there's so many things going on with police, what what are you talking about? Well, for example, I ride the trains. I ride the trains about three, four hours a day. Okay. I commute a lot. Okay. I don't see one cop, and I know what an undercover looks like. I have friends who are undercover police. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not on the trains. There's no cops on the trains. You get off the train, you walk downstairs in the worst parts of the Bronx. I mean, bad. You don't see one cop. You don't see one cop car. And when, when they do come, they do come, they wait, and they watch before they come out of their car. I mean, I mean, where where are the police when we need them? Forget about this guy and the girl. What about the other issues? You go to the precinct, and these these people, these officers, some of them, they lie straight face to you. I had a guy who tried to rob a neighbor of mine, and we went there to make a complaint. And they're saying, well, maybe he, maybe the guy imagined this this attack because he can't describe the guy. I said the guy's half blind. He's got heavy cataracts. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're laughing. They're chuckling around the room. I mean, we got some serious things going down with the NYPD, and you're worried about a man and a girl doing doing something strange. Well, Phil, I, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, you better believe for this lieutenant and his family, this is a serious matter, a very serious matter, because his career may not recover from this. Bottom line, let's let, let's try uh, Dara. Dara's listening on the WABC app uh, up in Saratoga. Good morning to you, Dara, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, and thank you for this show and this topic. Um, I was a police officer, female, young female police officer, 40 years ago in a major municipality in the Northeast. Thank you for your same service. Same thing went on. Thank you. The same, same thing? Same thing went on. Mm. When human beings party and they are celebrating, they let their guard down, they have drinks, they socialize as human beings. However, let me say this. This is risky business. Very risky business. We are at a turning point in administrations and NYPD. And the way this is handled will set the tone. I agree, maybe overblown, but as a PR um, incident, this will set the tone for what type of police department we're going to have. I have to tell you, it was very demeaning as a young female officer to realize I have two choices. I can go along with this and be demeaned, or I could get a relationship out of it and then further jeopardize my career, because at the time we're not allowed to fraternize with especially older ranking officers, or I could be a cast out, someone who the rank and file says, oh, she won't party, she won't go along, 
And that has a lot to do with your career. So I just wanted to bring that light to it from the female officer's point of view. Well, that that's very interesting, Dara. Before I let you go, and I've got to take a uh, break, but uh, but and obviously you can't speak for this rookie uh, female officer that was engaging in this. But uh, what do you think is going through her head? The reason why I'm asking you, you're someone that was in law enforcement. Well, the morning after is, is either a joyful thing or a painful thing um, to have your. Um, actions out in the world on, it's a new day. Back in the day, we didn't have all this video and, and putting things out in the public. But word got around just the same, maybe not to the media, but it within the departments and beyond. And your reputation is built on incidents like this. And I think that, uh, I think she will feel bad, uh, especially if she's married, it's crushing. And I think it will have an effect on her career going forward. And I hope it doesn't. I hope she learns and and has more of self-restraint and maybe less alcohol if that was involved. Whatever, you know, if she thought she was going to get promoted or this is how this is how men bring you into their tribe. Right. And I think female officers have to learn that part of it. Well, Dara, you've been very enlightening. Thank you for for your call in terms of a female police officer perspective on this incident. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, it doesn't only happen to police officers, these lap dance situations. I'll tell you about an example of something as it related to me and other top reporters that were at scores with me one night. We were invited by management. I will explain that situation, and we will continue and have more of your telephone calls. And in our back half hour, we will switch gears. COVID, but also wait until you hear how the vice president uh, snapped at uh, a Comedy Central host, Charlemagne the God, when he asked a question. We'll let you hear that a bit later. But when we come back, more of your telephone calls. When December rolls around And old man winter comes to town From every port of call It's the one that tops them all It's Christmas in New York and a beautiful song that is Tony Orlando performing, who, of course, uh, appears here on Talk Radio, well, Music Radio, 77 WABC. So we are talking about the police lieutenant uh, that at a Christmas party at a bar in Yonkers from the, I believe, the 4-4 precinct in the Bronx. He's been transferred now to the Transit Bureau after a steamy video surfaced. Um, that showed a rookie police officer uh, giving him a lap dance. And yes, what was it? Was it not the smartest thing to do? Absolutely it wasn't the smartest thing to do. But this has become page one news. And tonight a reporter and a photographer was at the lieutenant's um, home in, uh, in uh, Orange County, and his wife got very upset and um, says some things I can't repeat and flip the bird. Um, and she said, and rightfully so, there are other things in the world 
to focus on. How about COVID? How about police community relations? We just we just took a phone call where the gentleman is uh, feels that police services are not adequate. We could discuss that. There are so many things going on as opposed to this type of situation. So. He was reprimanded, uh, reassigned. It's going to be a hit on his career. But, I mean, page one news. And, and then let's not forget the young lady in question. She had to go to her father based on published accounts. And this is a this is a father's worst nightmare. We all know, you know, what our daughters and sons do when they grow up. But nobody, no father wants to see his baby girl, um giving a lap dance on video at a party to a man. And the reason why I say this is unfair, because you think, you think this only happens to police? Of course not. Many, many years ago, I said, I would mention this many years ago, the, uh, I, I don't know if you call it a topless bar, but scores, uh, it was the top, topless bar in New York and I won't say I won't say who but I get a phone call from a major crime reporter for one of the newspapers and he invites me and three other major reporters in New York out to scores one night we were not given the option of saying no it was the owners want you there you gotta come you gotta come you gotta come so I arrive at scores and it was what I'm I'm not really a topless bar type guy, I'm really not. And it was exactly what you would imagine to see. But then all of a sudden the women staffers, I guess on the on the word of the owners, attacked all of us. Drinks were going, you know. Nobody, I, I got to be honest, nobody's paying for anything. We were comped the entire night. It was a business decision for the owners. And what was crazy, folks, so now it's about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I look across, and the owner says, you see all those guys sitting over there? I'm like, yeah, I see them. He's like, that's the Milwaukee Brewers. They're playing the Yankees at, at, at noon in less than eight hours, including the starting pitcher, was there at Scores uh, Topless Bar having a great time when he was the starting pitcher in a matter of hours up at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. The entire Milwaukee Brewers team just about was was in the uh, Topless Bar. And so that never got out. I'm not saying it's right what happened, but you have to ask, how did this video get out? What type of enemy did this lieutenant have? And it made its its way out. Let's see here. Let's go to uh, to uh, John in Schenectady listening on Alexa. Good morning, John, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, Merry Christmas. Same to you. I got a couple minutes that you can give me. I am legally blind for 30 years. I'm 65 years old. Okay. I ran a bar every Friday, Friday night was a stag party. Mm-hmm. You know what that is, okay? And there was never a problem. You know, there were police officers off duty sitting at the bar. What's the problem? Because the young lady reports to the lieutenant. 
The well, young lady these, that was... These people that I'm involved with, they weren't cops. The dancers were in you know, you know, uniform, or they were just girls working a regular job trying to make extra money. Mm-hmm. i never seen a problem with it. Well, it, 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 it's a problem, John. It, 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 make your second point, but it's a problem because you, you have you have an underling, and that means that the 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 allegation or the fear is that she will receive preferential treatment for doing some type of favors for for the lieutenant of the uh, station house. But go ahead quickly, please. Yeah. We and have a lot was, of calls. This, yeah, this was in the seventies when okay. I did this. Okay. Number number two. I go to dialysis Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Okay. The girls putting the needles in my arm are all from Guyana. They can't speak English, and they're 19 years old, making $15 an hour. I'm not right. Oh, wait. I'm not really. You're saying that they're not making enough. I'm not really following your point, John. Yeah, they're not making enough money, and they don't really speak English. But you're putting needles in my arms. Mm-hmm. I have to trust you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm it's sure. I'm sure. I, I thank you for the call, John. I'm sure they've been screened by the uh, people that have hired them. Let's go to uh, our friend Carol in New Jersey, listening on the radio. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. How do you see this situation? Good morning. Um. I, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Same even though to you I and your family. You. Oh, thank you. And your family, too. Um, I blame the lieutenant. I mean, he should have known better. But unfortunately, these Christmas parties, there's always some kind of a problem because people drink too much. Mm-hmm. Because I, I worked for a film and a video company, and I, I behaved myself. But there were people, like, falling down drunk. They had to be taken out of a place. I mean, it's ridiculous, the, the kind of things going on. But I could tell you that there must have been some argument between that lieutenant and his wife. Ooh. That's why she was probably so upset. Mm-hmm. 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 I would be upset, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Carol, I, I thank you for the call and happy holidays. Let's go from New Jersey to Rockland County. Let's say good morning to Gracie. Good morning, Gracie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks. First of all, happy um, Merry Christmas. Same to you and your family. Thank you. Listen, I'm as straight-laced as they come, but I don't see what the big deal is. This was at a private party with adults. Now, did he force her to do it? Did he say to her, you better do this, you're not going to have a job? If not, they're just adults. They're having fun. I mean, I would never have done it. And I don't, I don't blame the wife going crazy about it. Uh, but as far as uh, that, that it should be in the public uh, venue, what what happened with uh, President Clinton? Uh, uh, they're making more noise about this than about what happened with uh, poor Monica. Do you see what I'm saying? The the news picks what they're going to chip at. Mm-hmm. The, the poor policemen have enough trouble. And especially in New York City, yeah, let's chip more so that we don't have one policeman, so that when we need somebody, we can all, you know, uh, we'll, we'll all be in big, uh, big trouble. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, well, Dominic? Well, Gracie, I, here's where I definitely agree with you. I mean, this man, the lieutenant, I'm not, I'm not trying to make him a saint. He screwed up, right? But number one, <laughs> who wants to wake up and find a lap dance that a woman uh, is giving you on on page one of the tabloid websites? Number one, who wants that? So that's that's a big big punishment. Number two, he's already been reassigned from his job by the NYPD. This will be a major blight on his career. That's number two. Number three, he's got to go home to his wife and explain why this young twenty-something young lady is grinding on on his, on his. You know, he's got to explain all of that. And if he what? has. And he has daughters, and then the young lady that did it, she went in tears to her father and had to say, Daddy, I'm sorry, I embarrassed you. I am telling you, Gracie, as a father, my daughter is 30 now. She's a wife, mother of two. That is a worst-case nightmare if my daughter came home and said, Daddy, I, I need to tell you something before you see it online. I think I would pass out. You know, it's it's a dad's worst nightmare. So thank you for the call, Gracie. He he meaning the lieutenant has been punished, has been punished. Let's see what our friend Audrey in Brooklyn listening on the radio, what she has to say about this. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. And thank you for taking my call. I have one thing to say. I took my booster today and my pressure is down to almost normal. Congratulations. So, but now I'm not, I'm not going to let you off the hook that fast. Define, I mean, thank you. D- define <laughs> normal. What you said your blood pressure is uh, 169.74. Say that again. One, one, six, nine, 74. That 169 still got to come down, Audrey. The 169, the top number still needs to come down. But I know, I know. but you're working on it. You The bottom number is the major one, and, and you're okay there. But you got your booster. Now, it didn't even hurt, did it? Yes, it did, because I'm a crybaby with needles. <laughs> I am a <my> crybaby. <laughs> hey, Audrey, before I move on, what's your take on this situation? I'm about uh, to tell you. Um, personally, I think this, this lieutenant and the young lady, they were having an affair. You don't get that drunk, drunk nowhere. I've been to Christmas parties, and I've seen crazy stuff happen. But I say he's lucky that he didn't get fired, and someone apparently had to set him up. And as far as his wife, she can take that out with him, and I think he knows he messes around, but that's nasty. Never good night. <laughs> Audrey, wow. You, you, gave, you gave me a, uh, a mouthful here. I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> and I'm referring to the last part, the way you just said it with such disgust. That's nasty, you know. So I don't, I don't even know how to uh, respond on that. What I'm going to do, I, I see Stan's holding on. We got a few folks here. Let me take one more call on this topic. Let's go to Max, uh, listening on the WABC app in Fort Washington. Max says that I'm wrong. Is that correct, Max? Yeah, Dominic. I'm, I'm usually on your side, and my sister's a, a cop in Newark. Um, this guy's losing their careers over 20-year-old allegations with no proof at all, just allegations. And this guy's a superior officer. He's got to know better. It's a rookie cop. You can't get away with that. He should have been fired, actually. Really? Okay. Wait, 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 Max. Wait, Max. I'm trying. I'm trying to follow you. So, wait, Max. Yeah, just hold, Max. Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm just trying to follow you. When you said that there are guys losing their job with 20 years, are you talking about police officers? 
No, I'm talking about guys. Oh, okay, regular guys. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. And so, all right, but 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 Max, but and I, I respect what you're saying to me, but the guy was reassigned. He's been publicly humiliated. He's got to explain this to his wife. You you don't think that's enough, Dominic? There's guys who, who publicly and and your business. In your business, oh, who, wait, careers. Hey Max, wait, you got a, a point there. You 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 got a yeah, you got a you got a point there. No video, just allegations. And this guy's a superior officer. He knows better. You can't get away with that. You okay. cannot. Yeah, you're on the wrong side of this one, Governor. And I have okay. two daughters. Okay. Uh, yeah. How many guy, how many daughters yeah, do you he, have? He, you said I didn't I hear. I have two. Two. Okay. Two. How I old are they? Grew up in Patterson Projects. Okay. Uh, not, well, yeah, I'm a little older than you, but okay. Okay. This guy. You can't, you can't do okay. that. You know better, especially in this climate. Okay, you can't do that. Well, Max, you got to just stand back and watch. Max, you're your I, lieutenant. I, you stand I, back and watch. I respect what you're saying. Um, you referenced uh, journalism um, at 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 our Christmas parties, and this is prior to me joining WABC. Um, I don't think anyone would be that crazy to um, get a lap dance in the middle of the company Christmas party. That's just that's just a no, 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 no. We have a lot more to get to this morning. Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going to deal with the situation with the Vice President Kamala Harris, and we'll talk COVID and a lot more. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And we are back, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So a couple of things here. Number one, uh, I want to send my regards to uh, Bernie from Bernie and Sid in the morning, Bernard McGurk. Uh, Bernie, as many of you know, is um, battling prostate cancer. And Bernie, we believe in you. You, you. You're gonna, you're gonna pull through this, Bernie. I say this about people like Bernie, as well as Sid, as well as Curtis Lewa, Rita Cosby. I can go down the line. Very, very, very nice people. Good people. They're in line with the ownership here of WABC. Uh, in that tradition, John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis. Um, Bernie is the type of guy, he has his opinions like all of us do, but, but, and Bernie and I grew up in the Bronx and we laugh, one black guy, one white guy that grew up uh, in the projects. He's a good guy, but Bernie, I just want you to know that we're thinking about you and we wish you uh, well and enjoy your couple of days off. And also a thank you to Curtis Slewa. Curtis Slewa is one of the reasons why I'm uh, behind these microphones here at WABC. Curtis Lee pushed hard for me, um, as 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 well as uh, his former uh, counterpart. And um, Curtis the other day uh, played part of a clip that I did last week, in which I was talking about the 67-year-old man that was attacked in Brooklyn by this um, group of. Um, of teenagers. That's the subject of my podcast for this week, which should be out any day now. And a programming note, I will be in for James Golden, uh, starting on 
on Friday of this week and all of next week uh, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. before uh, Cats at Night with John Katsimatidis. And, of course, I will be here at midnight with you. So now let me uh, set this up as far as the vice president of the United States. I'm going to play this twice for you. The first time I'm and, – and we don't have time to play the entire clip, Okay. So I'm going to play part of it, and then I'm going to fill you in on a little bit of more information the second time. This is the Vice President of the United States appearing on Comedy Central, the show of Charlemagne the God. I want to know who's the real president of this. Is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt, but I don't think the Vice President can hear you. It's the moment. I'm so sorry, Charlemagne. We have to She, she can hear me. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay. Vice President? Oh, I'm sorry. You got a rap? Oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's, the real, hear you. so who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Bi- and, it's Joe Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. And so uh, the vice president at that point goes on for about another minute naming specifically, she says, the hard work. And she goes issue to issue to issue. So now you, I want you to listen to this again. But I want to fill you in on part of the backstory. So normally when when a politician, a major politician is being interviewed, it's the illusion of television. It looks like they're both looking at each other, right, on, on satellite interviews, remote interviews. It looks like to you, the viewer, like they're looking at each other and talking to each other. But that's the farthest thing from the truth. The truth is each person is looking solely into a camera. This is very important to understand. And the only connection between the two people is an audio feed. That's the only connection. Now, on television, it looks like they're looking at each other in one box to the other. But the truth is there's only an audio feed where they can hear each other where that's the connection. Why is that important? Historically, when politicians get caught off guard, you will hear them say, I I, I can't hear the question. I, I can't follow you. Every blue moon. So like, for example, when you see a reporter on television and they take their earpiece out of their ear, that means they're getting feedback and the producers in the control room talking to them, you're hearing an echo and so as the reporter is talking, you will hear your own self talking 30 seconds later, which is a major distraction. That's why reporters will remove the earpiece after they get the cue to start talking. But in this case, the White House could tell that the vice president was not pleased with Kamala's question. So you will hear Simone, that's the African-American woman, that recently, she was a Bernie Sanders supporter, she recently stepped down as a spokeswoman for the vice president. She intercedes as soon as Charlemagne 
ask the question. And that's why what Charlemagne is really saying is they're running game on me. They're saying that she can't hear the question. So he's got the situation accurately uh, assessed. And then you listen carefully this time. You're going to hear the spokeswoman say, uh, uh, we got to prep. In other words, we got to go. We're trying to get her out of this interview before she gets in trouble. Now, I want you to listen carefully again to the language between his first question and the lady talking in the background. I want to know who the real president is. Is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt. I'm sorry. It's the mom. I'm so sorry, Charlie. We have she, she can hear me. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay. Vice President? Oh, I'm sorry. You got a rap? Oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. I can hear you. <laughs> oh, so who's the I real? So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. So I, I still don't understand why she said my name is Kamala Harris and I'm vice president. I mean, I got it that she, she was uh, upset. And if you notice, folks. She could have done what politicians normally do. The aide had already set it up for we got to prep. She's got to go. She can't hear you. End of interview. That's the way it normally works. But in defiance, she answered his question. And at the end of it, Charlemagne the guard says, that's the Kamala Harris that uh, all of us know and are used to. So uh, a very interesting uh, take there where she told him, uh, I think she said, don't act like a Republican. And we are now taking your telephone calls on this and also the broader issue. We, we may, uh, if we have time permitting, deal with some COVID stuff. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with Gary in Inwood. Good morning, Gary. What's on your mind? Gary, are you there? Gary, what take going one, going twice. Gary's gone. Jeannie, uh, our friend Jeannie in Queens, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dom. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for okay, asking. Good. I hope you're doing well. Yes, I'm hanging in. So regarding Harris, well, you know, she's so sarcastic, and I think it just proves her personality. And I think the more mistakes she makes, the better, because then maybe more people will vote for the Democrats at the end. But um, that was a really sarcastic remark. I think she was just showing him, you know, what do you mean? Don't try to catch me about Biden. You know, I'm Miss Harris. You know, I'm, I'm Vice President Harris. Like a little kid would kind of answer. But, um, you know, she's very sassy and she's sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she really cares about being particularly polite or anything. Do you, you know? see her as a formidable candidate going forward oh, for the Democrats in 24? I hope not. I absolutely hope not. But mm-hmm. I hope the worst thing is that they won't pick AOC or somebody even worse. Yeah, I you can't know? even begin or, to imagine that. Or, but or Jeannie, even, even Clinton, I'm not too thrilled with either. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't buy into that argument at all of Hillary Clinton coming out of retirement. To oh. I, I, I just, I just don't see it. And I, I know the Clintons very well, and. You know, she would need, she would need, she would need the asset of her husband 
and her I, I know that doesn't that may sound odd to some of our listeners, mm-hmm. but he, he was the one that was able to connect her, Bill Clinton, with with the Democratic base and with his health condition after having a heart surgery, he's just not the same man anymore. Oh, I and see. so and so I, I, I don't see that happening at all. But right. Jeannie, I thank you for the telephone call and You're have welcome. a great day. Let's go from Queens to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Jack. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hello. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to wish you happy holidays. For same you to family. you and your family. And the same thing to whoever's listening to this show. They should also have a happy holidays. Now, my my comment to the previous story is, what do you think that Kamala Harris, the vice president, did in order to be a politician? She used to hang out with politicians and do whatever mm, you do, if you're a girl, to get a high position. So well, I don't think well, well wait, 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 Jack. That that's very sexist, though. Um, to to say that she did what girls do to the, you know we we can't brush. You you have some very very hardworking women that focus on policy and politics yes, and yes, have worked yes, their yes. way up the hard way. Yes, yes, yes. Some are very good, but some they try to work the easy way to go up. Right. Well. Uh, I, I, you see, I'm a vice president, she worked the easy way to go up. There's a lot of people there that work very hard. I do respect women, and I know that there's a lot of them that work very hard to, to get to whatever, whatever they get. Mm-hmm. From the other hand, you have to understand that there's also a lot of girls that try to get it the easy way. Okay, well, I, I, easy way. I, I hear you, Jack. Thank you for the call. Let's go out to Route 80 in New Jersey. Uh, Frank is listening on the radio. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Great Hi. Great to be talking to you. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Go right ahead. I've, uh, first, I want to say I've always appreciated your work, man. Ever since the New York One days, I've always appreciated that you take a really thoughtful approach to the story, and you're always a straight shooter in a business where that's becoming increasingly rare. A lot of us still appreciate a journalist who's a journalist. Well, thank thank you. you, Thank you, Frank. So go right ahead. Yeah. So I think what's interesting is I'm not sure that it wasn't a double setup. I'm not sure that it wasn't the press aide acting like, oh, we fluffed it so that she could come in and put on her, like, hey, I'm going to tell you who's boss. I'm going to show you that I'm back on the case, you know, to really, like... So to me, it was almost like in volleyball where one player Mm -hmm. picked it up softly so the other could spike it. Well, Frank, you know what? I I would agree with you under normal circumstances, but in this case, I've been around the game too long to know that that would require too much precision, and that's not what happened. She was trying, the aide was trying to save her before she said something that could be considered uh, out of line, and that's exactly what happened let's go to uh linda linda's uh listening on the radio uh from long island good morning linda what's on your mind hi dominic hi christmas same to you and your family if i don't speak to you thank you um i just want to answer that that uh, i'm sorry i didn't know that you know i didn't know that you didn't know about it of course Um, i i I know i I know i know willie brown i know her full 
uh, background. Um, yeah, I've, everybody I've, talked about I, it. I've interacted right. with Mr. Brown back in the day uh, out right. on assignment in California many times. And when I interacted with him, it was remarkable. I can't tell you this much. It was remarkable to go to Los Angeles and he was a player back then. I mean, back in the late. Right, he was uh, married. And he I mean, yes, he was then. married. And right. and when I say he was the man, you had to kiss his ring, no matter who mm-hmm. you were, and if you mm-hmm. planned on making it in politics in in California. That's how. So I I, I know the uh, the allegation that you're making as it relates to uh, to it, to, to Willie disgrace, Brown, right? Right. Well, it is a disgrace. Well, it is. Everybody but, knew about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I didn't know everybody was talking, you know, when they were talking about her, remember, the, with the uh, the primary, they were talking about this story. That was all I heard about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the most, you know, the biggest story. And I don't think that, you know, looks good for any female. Well, when, I don't care uh, who, who it is. The, the, and, of course, you know, in, in fairness to um, to all of our, thank you for the call, Linda. In fairness to uh, all of our listeners that are like, what are they talking about? The widespread allegation is that was that the vice president had had an affair with uh, Willie Brown, and that's how she worked her way up. But I can also say this, that she catapulted when Obama, as the president of the United States, said, who is that woman? She's a good-looking woman. And that's when her career took off, uh, Vice President uh, Harris. Joining me right now is uh, Frank Morano. I was going to try and get to Drew. We may we may have time to still do it, Frank, in White Plains. Go right ahead, Frank Morano. Hello, Dominic. It's good to see you. How was your weekend? Good to have you weekend back. Weekend was good. And how was yours? Great. You like it this warm in here? <laughs> it is warm. Um, it feels. Mm, no, you're not warm. Okay, all right. Hey, <laughs> your studio for another three minutes. Going to get frigid in four minutes. Uh, so we got a great show, and uh, you know, I came out of the closet recently. In fact, I've been out of the closet for a long time. Uh-oh. About uh, my fondness for the New York Mets. Right, I am oh, a okay. long-suffering Mets fan. Okay, and I every year go through the same ritual in the off season, which I I get my hopes up only to have them dashed and be disappointed once the season begins. So I'm going to try and get somebody that knows a thing or two about sports to talk some sense into me. We have a lot of sports news as it relates to baseball, as it relates to COVID, as it relates to football. Guy who knows, believe it or not, more about sports than anybody is Robert Wall, who played Arliss on HBO. Yes. He was in Batman yes. and Bull Durham. He is terrific. He's going to join me in the one o'clock hour. And you know, I'm very cutting edge, Dominic. I like to be on the cutting edge of all the modern news, everything that's happening now. So I'm going to be doing a headfirst investigation into a case that's 50 years old. That is the Watergate investigation. I have President Nixon's former attorney who's written a new book about Watergate, and he has actually filed an official complaint against the Watergate prosecutors. He's going to join me, and I'm going to talk with Stephen Kent, who believes that we can use some of the lessons of Star Wars to heal some of the political divide in our political system today. So I'm going to Get Drew in one second. You think you and I can still slide into third head first? I I, I honestly was never a head first slider. I okay. I was always a, a feet first slider. I can still I can still slide anywhere. I I'll slide on pavement. You know I <laughs> I bring a level of intensity to softball, baseball, 
<laughs> that that I don't think you can imagine. In fact, one of the things I really regret was when I was coaching a baseball, a softball team for another radio station. And we were playing WABC at the time. I was coaching Joe Piscopo, and he hit uh, he hit the ball that he thought was foul. And I was sitting on second base at the time, and I screamed at him in front of everybody. For not running that ball out, and wow. uh, and it's, trust me, that was six or seven years ago. Joe has not let me forgive it, <laughs> for, live that down that I wow. screamed a bit in front of everybody. Let's let's go to another call. We got Drew and Stan here. Let's go with Drew and White Plains. Good morning, Drew. Long time no hear. What's on your mind? Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Um, I think it was a very interesting interview. But what I think was more interesting in the interview was the fact that Charlemagne pointed it out. He felt, and I, we're going to agree to disagree on this, it is coerced attacks on her because of, um, you know, her nationality and the position she's in right now. And I can't help but agree because even some of the phone calls where people called up here after that, I mean, I felt like she handled the interview very eloquently. You know, even when she went off, like you said, she could have ducked out of that question like a normal politician. But she stood there and she went toe-to-toe where a lot of females – feel like they have to prove themselves in a politician in a game full of men where, you know, men have traditionally been the ones in the league. And before I hang up, Frank, great op-ed in City and State, I will be listening to you. I want to know how you feel that Eric Adams actually snubbed what you said and went with nothing but deputy mayors as far as women. Good choices, or did he do it to to, um to the left. Okay, you know? so answer that. Thank you, Drew. Answer that. Uh, what, well, there's favorite. no reason. Why, I think one of the things Drew's talking about is I suggested that he appoint Jimmy Otto as mm-hmm. the deputy mayor mm-hmm. of operations. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. I think he appointed Lorraine Grillo. Uh, look, Lorraine Grillo's got a great reputation, so I don't know that you could say anything bad about her, but there's no limit on deputy mayors. He could make uh, Jimmy Otto deputy right. mayor of something else. Right, and and we don't know what may happen. You, right. you can expand further on that. We'll uh, be here from 1 to 5 a.m. Absolutely. The other side of midnight. Frank Morano, keep it right there, folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC.